Hey everybody, we're so excited this year about Collide. We have pastors and church leaders that come in from literally across the nation and we just take a couple days and pour into you and your staff and the church leaders who want to do some great things for God. Now we call it Collide because it's the collision between structure and spirit. That's one of the things that we've been dedicated to doing here at Calvary is building a church that has the structure for people to get plugged in, connected, discipled, transformed and changed, but also that beautiful part of the moving of the Holy Spirit. This is a revival house. And we take a couple of days and just pour ourselves into leaders from across the nation. We would love to have you come. So many have joined us through the years and their lives and ministries have been transformed. Now listen, you can come and bring your whole staff. If you bring your entire staff, if there's 10 or more, the cost of registration is reduced by 50%. The more you bring, the more reasonable it gets. But we want you to come. It's going to be a mighty time. February 8th and 9th, I'll be preaching. Bishop Kevin Wallace is going to be with us and we've got guests that are going to join us and it's going to be amazing. I hope to see you February 8th and 9th. God bless you. Well, I feel like preaching. I just got back from Palm Coast. Anybody come for a word today? We're entering into our third week of preaching on Christmas gifts. Uh, I've preached on forgiveness. I taught you on forgiveness, about forgiveness. And then last week we talked about God's presence, but today we're going to unwrap peace. Who's ready to claim the peace of God in this room? Amen. Let's look to Luke 2.14. It says, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace and goodwill toward men. This is announcing the birth of our Savior Jesus Christ. And then Paul talks about peace to the Roman church in Romans 15.13. And he said, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. Now I want to tell you something. If you're waiting for extenuating circumstances to bring peace in your life, you're going to be disappointed. If you're waiting for the right person or the right process or the right circumstance to finally unlock peace in your life, those things are up and down. They come and they go. But let me tell you about real peace. Real peace is an inside job. I said real peace is an inside job. That means I can be in atmospheres that are not peaceful, but I can have peace within. Anybody ready to have peace that's an inside job today? I feel like teaching, precious. Raise up your hands. Father, today is your day. I pray that you will be exalted and glorified. Thank you, Jesus, that you came to bring us joy and you came to bring us peace. And God, we are claiming your peace and we thank you for it. Somebody who's claiming the peace of the Lord, make a little noise right now. Come on. Let's give God praise. Before you sit down, tell everybody in your neighborhood, it's an inside job. It's an inside job. It amazes me Y'all, that very often the enemy reserves his most intensive and invasive attacks on people's peace at Christmas time. Seems like if there's ever going to be a lot of drama, come on somebody, it often happens around Christmas time. It's like there's a swirl of warfare. Not only I've seen it in people's lives and in people's homes, but I've also witnessing it and I am witnessing it in the earth. 
We've all watched the war that's going on now between Israel and Hamas, the war between Russia and the Ukraine, China eyeing Taiwan and the danger of their invasion there, Iran and all of the issues there, all the things that are happening in the Middle East, all the things that are going on in Africa. I read this week that there are over 110 armed conflicts raging in the world right now in nations across the earth. And we can't overreact to this, precious, because the Bible said it would happen, that in the last days there would be wars and rumors of wars. Right here in America, folks are wrestling, trying to find peace. People are having financial problems. They're having family problems. Look straight ahead and act like I'm not talking to you. Come on. Uh, physical problems, faith problems. There's just a lot of issues. Externally, there is a lot going on. And when you see all this, you've got to understand as a believer, true peace is not an outside job. True peace is an inside job. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm claiming peace in this season in my life. Paul speaks to the Roman church in Romans 15, 13, and he says this word. He said, now, somebody say now. now. He said, now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and all peace. Let me just park at the first word. He said, now. Somebody say again, say now. now. There are times when you don't need peace one of these days. There are times and seasons in your life when you don't need peace in the sweet, sweet by and by. There are times when you don't need peace. Just, just Lord, I'm looking for peace. Let it happen in a couple days. No, there are times in your life when you need peace and you need it now. Have you ever had the drama become so intense and the external situations that you're dealing with become so prolific that you say, God, I don't just need peace. I need it right now. And I'm going to tell you something precious the devil doesn't want you to know. God is able to bring you peace, not next week, not next month, not one of these days, but God can bring you peace right now. I only want the people to praise the Lord who's claiming peace right now. It's a now peace. But it says, now may the God of peace Fill you with all joy and peace. I love this because this is Paul's powerful and prophetic declaration over the church in Rome. And I receive it here at Calvary that God is filling us with peace. And the Greek word there for peace is pleru. It says God, God's name means, God's name in uh, the Greek is Theo. So the God of hope, Elpis in the Greek, Feel playru, Theo. Tell your neighbor, Theo's in the house. Come on. So the God of peace is in the house, and he playru, he will fill you. And the word playru is a very powerful word. The word filled in the, in the Greek, it means to fill a hollow or empty vessel to the full. Now, the first prerequisite to being filled with God's peace is being emptied of everything else. It's when you understand that the Bible is saying before God fills a vessel, he empties one. So if God is going to, to fill you, he's going to start by emptying you. So our inclination is to try to add God's peace to our worry. 
Lord, I want your peace, but I want you to add it to my worry, my fear, my anxiety, my anger, my issues. But, but what you've got to understand is God's peace is not going to coexist with your issue. God said, what I'm going to do is completely empty you of everything that's troubling you. Let me pick you up and pour out that drama. Let me pick you up and pour out that worry. Come on, somebody. Let me pick you up and pour out that fear and that anxiety. And once I empty you of all that, I'm going to fill you with my peace. Because God is saying, there is not enough room in you for your anxiety and my peace. So I speak prophetically that somebody is stepping into a season where God's about to empty you of your anxiety, empty you of your worry, and fill you with peace. If you're ready for that, give God a praise right now. God wants you to understand that he wants to empty you of everything that's troubling you, and he wants to fill you with peace. Now, I've always taught you that the power of death and life is in the power of the tongue. We've always learned that you will decree a thing and it will be established. Tell somebody your confession matters. So we're about to confess a thing. Somebody slip up your hands. Say this after me. Say, in this season. Come on, holler it out like you holler at your children when they get on your last nerve. Come on. Say, in this season, I'm being emptied of doubt, fear, worry, questioning, and anxiety. God, I give you praise that you are filling me to the brim with peace. Now somebody have a praise break right there and thank God for it. Honey, that's shouting stuff right there. So field, if we take it a little deeper, field also means to be covered in every part and lacking nothing needed to fulfill our purpose and assignment in the earth. So not only is God filling you and giving you peace, He's given you confidence to know that whatever he's called you to do, you can do it in peace. I can raise my children in peace. I can, I can raise my family in peace. I can accomplish my purpose in peace. I can do what God has called me to do in peace. Is there anybody here ready to claim the peace of God in your life to fulfill your purpose? If that's you, come on, give God a praise right now. God wants to fill you, precious, with so much peace that you stop second-guessing whether or not, can, can I accomplish this? Can I do this? You stop second-guessing yourself. You stop second-guessing where you are. You stop doubting whether or not, God, did you speak to me? Are you even able? He will fill you with peace that gives you faith to know that he has provided you with everything you need to get through every season you're in. I feel the Holy Spirit and accomplish everything he's called you to accomplish. So you ready to confess another thing? Slip up your hands. Say, in Jesus' name. Come on, holler it out. Say, in Jesus' name. I abound and I am liberally supplied with God's peace 
I rest in knowing that I will, I will, I will fulfill my purpose in the earth, even when it seems hard or impossible. I give God praise in knowing that if he is able, then I am able. Oh, give God a praise. That means I don't have to manufacture it in the end. I don't have to make it happen. Whatever God has called me to do, he's equipped me to be able to do it. And as I do it, I don't have to do it trembling. I don't have to do it full of fear, but I do it in the peace of the Lord. Now, peace in the eyes and mind of a Hebrew person is something very powerful. It's an all-encompassing word. It's a deep word. And it goes beyond, y'all, what is occurring on the outside. It's anchored in what's going on on the inside. The Hebrew word for peace is shalom. It means completeness, soundness, welfare, prosperity, tranquility, and inner contentment, inner contentment. Anytime that Jews see each other, they greet each other with shalom. When they tell each other bye, they say goodbye with shalom. And they are declaring completeness, soundness, welfare, Prosperity. Don't get in a hurry. Bring that back up. Watch. Completeness, soundness, welfare, prosperity, tranquility, and inner contentment. Peace is not just the absence of war. In the Hebrew's mind, it is completeness, soundness, welfare, prosperity, tranquility, and inner contentment. I wonder if there's anybody here today and you're ready for shalom to be unlocked in your life. Come on, I speak peace, completeness, soundness, welfare, prosperity, tranquility, and inner contentment. It's powerful to me. Now, it's an all-encompassing word. And as I said, precious, it's not about what's going on on the outside all the time. Because the Jews literally, as I said, they greet each other with shalom. They tell each other bye with shalom. And the Jews, most of their existence, they have not lived in peaceful situations and peaceful circumstances. And I'm going to tell you, they are God's chosen people. Got 12 people said amen. I said they're God's chosen people. That's what the Bible says. And anytime God chooses you, the devil's going to come against you. So the Jews had to learn that peace is not based on the outside. Peace is based on the inside. Some of y'all have mistakenly thought that some of the most radical praisers and worshipers in this room today have everything going perfectly, but there's a lot of people in this room who have been praising God not because it's perfect on the outside, but they are praising God because even though they understand I'm in a battle right now, 
There is a peace inside of me that I cannot, I cannot describe. Have you ever praised beyond what you saw? Have you ever worshiped beyond what you felt? And you said, I don't understand it, but I have the peace of God that's inside of me. So, I want to go a little bit deep today. If you're ready to get in the deep water with me, make a little noise in the room. Come on. I always tell you, put your arm floaties on. Let's jump in. I want to look at the spelling of the word shalom. And I want us to look at the Hebrew letters. You spell the word shalom in Hebrew, shin, lamed, vav, mem. Now, I want to bring up a picture of the shim and just leave it up for a few minutes. I taught you through the, through the years that Hebrew letters and numbers, they're interchangeable. They're alphanumeric. That means they're letters and they're numbers. And they mean something because they look like something. God speaks in many ways and one of the ways he speaks is through Hebrew letters and numbers. So this is the shin. And the shin looks like three things, Jewish scholars tell us. Number one, it can be flames of fire. How many of you are believing that the fire of the Holy Spirit is going to give you peace this year, moving into 2024? Come on. Fire represents two things. Number one, God's presence, and number two, God's power. So I want the people who are claiming the power and presence of God in your life, and it's going to bring you peace. Make a little noise in the room. Come on. <laughs> Scholars tell us it also looks like teeth, that it resembles teeth. This is a later picture of the shin. The earlier ones, they didn't have the... The, the tops that look like eyes, they just had, they just had the, the sticks and they look like teeth. And I was, as I was looking through that, this letter implies chewing up. And the Lord spoke to me. He said, tell my people that I'm going to chew up the attacks of the enemy. That I'm going to chew up the agendas of hell that have been set against your life. I'm going to chew up the agendas of hell that are set against your children and your marriage and your purpose and your finances. I need somebody that believes God can still chew up the agenda of hell. I just had a picture of a paper shredder. Come on. I just had a picture of a paper shredder. When you, when you drop that paper in a shredder and it just chews it right up, I decree and declare that in this next season that the agendas and attack of the enemy are going to be shredded in the name of Jesus and God's name is going to be glorified, exalted, and praised and you will walk in the peace of the Lord because you have confidence that God's got it all under control. But the, the clearest picture to me, Hebrew scholars tell us that it exists within this letter. It's the picture of a crown. So what it says to me is that God is crowning my life with peace. That God is crowning my life with his peace. And I declare that this year, 
God is crowning your life with peace. That as you go into 2024, if Jesus tarries, that he is crowning your life with supernatural peace. Come on, a crown represents a king, and I declare that a king named Jesus is reigning over every problem in your life, and you have peace. Can I go a little bit deeper? Now, the letter Shin is the first letter in Shaddai. It's the primary name for God. So anytime that Jewish people see the Shin, they automatically see the name of God. That is the abbreviation for the name Shaddai. Shaddai means Almighty God. If you put an L in front of it, El Shaddai means Almighty God who is more than enough. Are there any El Shaddai people in the room today? Come on, do you believe that Almighty God is more than enough for anything that you're dealing with? So the Jewish people, when they see the Shin, they identify their God as Shaddai. And they believe it so much that outside their homes, on the doorpost of their main door, they put something called a mezuzah. And the mezuzah has the shin written in it. And they do this obeying instructions that are written in Deuteronomy. And the shin looks like a crown. And when they put that over their door, they are declaring that the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, Shaddai, Almighty God, is watching over my family. I'm not watching over my family. Almighty God is watching over my family. Oh, I need somebody to understand right now. Here's the word. It's time for you to claim the peace of God and give your family to El Shaddai. Because the truth is you can't fix your family. I said you can't fix your family. And there are times you gotta give your family to Almighty God. Come on, somebody. And there's no, there, there, listen, family problems seem to manifest the most at Christmas time. I told y'all a while back, when I'm traveling, I will usually do some kind of deal with our books. I'm about to release my fourth book. <laughs> on the glory of the Lord. But... I would, I would do a little deal on my table. It's buy one for the normal price and get one half off. And I call it the family reunion special because you, you get one for normal price. One of them's half off. You say, Apostle, why is that a family reunion special? Because this this. This week or next week when you go for Christmas and you're sitting around with your family, you know for every one of them that's normal, one of them's half off. Can I get a witness in this room? But I'm glad that I don't have to fix my family. I can give my family to the Lord. El Shaddai is more than enough. Now, let's talk about Jerusalem. Jerusalem is the most precious city in earth. 
I'm gonna tell you that the most precious city in the earth is not Washington, D.C. The most precious city in the earth is not New York or London or Paris. The most precious city in the earth is Jerusalem because God has chosen Jerusalem. That's why he said pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Now Jerusalem is a very powerful word in and of itself. Jerusalem is two words. It is the word Jaira, and it's taken from where Abraham brought Isaac to sacrifice and he said this place where the Lord provided the ram, he said this is the place where Jehovah Jireh, God abides and he provides. So Jireh means he abides and shalom. So it's Jireh shalom, Jerusalem. Shalom means the place of peace or abiding peace. And the Bible says in 2 Kings 17, Jerusalem, which I have chosen out of all the tribes of Israel, will I put my name forever. I'm going to tell you God hasn't chosen Washington. He hasn't chosen Los Angeles. He hasn't chosen London. I can't get any help in here, but I'm gonna pre keep preaching. He's chosen Jerusalem. And Jerusalem sits on a hill and there are three valleys that run around it. Bring that picture up. There are three valleys that run around it. There is the Tyro Venetian Valley, there is the Henan Valley, and there is the Kidron Valley. And Jerusalem is built on a mountain, but the valleys that run through it spell out the Shin, the very name of God. God said, I put my name, y'all, on that city. That city belongs to me. When you look at the topographical map of Jerusalem, you'll see that these mountains and valleys are a perfect shin. And the foundation for Jerusalem is, is, is Shaddai. It's Almighty God. God placed his name over Jerusalem. And let me tell you about Jerusalem. You know why Jerusalem is important? Y'all think it, listen, it's about Israel. Israel is precious, but it's not about Israel. It is not about the Red Sea. It is not about the Dead Sea. It is not about the River Jordan. It is not about Bethlehem. It is not about Jericho. It is about a city named Jerusalem. But if you go even beyond that, it's not just about Jerusalem. It's about a 14-acre piece of property called the Temple Mount. Because at the end of the tribulation, Jesus, a Jewish king, is going to come back to Jerusalem. He's going to set his throne on Mount Zion, and he will reign and sit on the throne of his father, David. This is why Hamas fights it. This is why Hezbollah fights it. This is why ISIS fights it. This is why all these people fight it. This is why the devil fights it because he knows that his time is running out. God wrote his name on the city and said, I'm coming back to this city. I need somebody who believes that he's coming back. Give him praise right now.
Now through the years, through the years and the ages, Jerusalem has been temporarily ruled by various groups, including the Persians, the Greeks, the Romans, the Arabs, the Turks, the Crusaders, the Egyptians, the British, the Mamelukes, and others. And they were never self-ruled until 1947, yeah. when God made Israel a nation. And God wanted the earth to know, I still got my name on that city. I wish I could find somebody. That city still belongs to me. And that's why you can't watch the news and let any of that steal your joy. That's why you can't get caught up in what Fox says and what CNN says and what MSNBC says. What you gotta do is get that Bible out and understand that God is taking us on a journey that's gonna, come, that's gonna have its culmination when Jesus returns to the earth and reigns in Jerusalem. Now, when I was growing up, when I wanted people to know that something belonged to me. Because we didn't have a whole lot. So I wrote my name on my baseball glove. Where are y'all at? Jimmy Rayleigh. I wasn't Jim back then. I was Jimmy Rayleigh. There comes little Jimmy Rayleigh. Come on. I wrote my name on my folders. I wrote my name on my books. Anything that I wanted everybody to know that was mine, I put my name on it. And God said, I wrote my name on Jerusalem. Come on now. And Hezbollah can't have it. Y'all better help me. The Taliban can't have it. Hamas can't have it. I got my name on it because I'm bringing a king back to it. Eh. Now, that's why you can't watch the bad news and let it rob you of the good news. Tell your neighbor, we're gonna be okay. Yeah, somebody give God praise if you believe we're gonna be all good when it's all said and done. It's time for you to claim your peace. Now, the second letter is the letter Lamal. Lamed, actually, it looks, especially in its earliest form, it looks like a staff. It looks like a shepherd's staff. And Hebrew scholars and rabbis tell us that it literally is symbolic of a shepherd's staff. And in the Bible, shepherds use their staff to keep the sheep moving in the right direction because sheep have a tendency to wonder. Tell your neighbor, especially you. Yeah, look them right in the eye, say, especially you, come on. They have a tendency to wander off. They have a tendency to go their own way. That's why Isaiah said, oh, we like sheep have gone astray. You can sit out there and be cute if you want to, but there was a time in your life when you never would have been at church on a Sunday morning, especially on a rainy Sunday morning, especially on a stormy weekend, but didn't he get a hold of you and bring you into salvation? But there are many reasons that I love him. 
there are many reasons that I serve him because even now, after I've been serving him all these years, sometimes I start looking for greener pastures. Sometimes I think it looks better over there and I get off track, but I'm glad for a Jesus that has reached out with his staff and pulled me back on track. Oh, let me tell you something, baby. If the devil would have had his way in your life, no way you'd be here this morning. If the devil would have had his way in your life when you tried to get off track, he would have took you completely out of God's plan for your life. But the Lord said, that's mine right there, and he drew you right. I need somebody that he drew back in, and he kept you on track. I need you to stop right now and give God praise like you're thankful for it. Give God praise that when you tried to lose your way, he said, no, 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 no. When you tried to marry that man, he said, no, 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 no. Y'all ain't helping me when you tried to move in that. I think about my life. How many times it looked greener. Usually if it's greener, it's because there's more fertilizer. Come on, somebody. The shepherd doesn't give up on the sheep. He guides the sheep to its destination, keeps him on track. But the staff can also become a weapon for the shepherd. And he will use it to fend off wolves he will protect the sheep. And there's some of you here today, you're just like me. If the enemy would have had his way, he would have destroyed you. You would be in church this morning, but the Lord has defended you. And let me tell you, that's, that's the key right there. To know peace, you gotta let God fight for you. Okay, I, that's about 25% of you. Some of y'all say, not me, I wanna. Listen, they, if they deserve cussing out, I'll take care of y'all ain't saying nothing. No, you got to get to a point where you say, God, I'm not fighting this battle. I'm not defending myself. If you insist on defending yourself, the Lord will let you. But when you get to a place where you say, I can't fight it, I can't win it, I can't accomplish it, so Lord, come in and be Jehovah in this situation. Be Shaddai, be almighty. So are you ready to make a declaration? Raise up your hands and declare this. Say, I live in the shalom of God because he is leading me and keeping me on course. He guards and guides me. I rejoice in his peace because I have direction and protection. If you believe it, give him a praise right now. Come on. Now the third letter is the vav. The vav, you can bring the picture up, it represents a couple things, actually three things. It can represent a nail. See how it looks like a nail? It can represent a hook. But the most common thing that it looks like according to Jewish rabbis and theologians, it looks like a tent stake. It looks like what the Jews the tent stake that they would drive into the ground 
to stabilize their tents or their tent. They would use these tent pegs and it would hold them in place even when the wind came, even when the weather came. If their, if their tent peg was driven deep, if their stake was driven deep, they knew in the end they wasn't gonna lose everything. And I've come to tell you, when your tent peg is driven in the right place, no weapon that is formed against you shall be able to prosper. Even in stormy seasons, we have the shalom of God, the peace of God, because we are anchored in his word. That doesn't mean that you won't have stormy seasons. That doesn't mean that you won't go through trouble. That doesn't mean that you won't have trials. That doesn't mean that you won't be hurt. That does not mean that people won't act right. But what it does mean is that you are anchored in the word of God. I've come to tell you, precious, that you're in a, if you're in a storm right now, anchor your life in the word. Come on, rejoice for the steps of a righteous man availeth much. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. With his stripes I am healed. For the Lord has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love and of power and of a sound mind. Oh, Jesus. I dare somebody who's anchored your life in the word, give God a praise right now. Come on. I said, give God a praise right now. Have you anchored your life in the Word? Y'all, Psalms 1 said, blessed is he who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of the sinner, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law, in the Word of the Lord. His delight is in the law of the Lord, and he shall bring forth fruit in his season. And whatever he does, it shall prosper. If you've anchored your children in the word, if you've anchored your family in the word, if you've anchored your future in the word, give God a praise right now. But watch this. Tempeg also represents expansion. The Bible said in Isaiah 54, enlarge the place of your tent and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwelling. Do not spare, lengthen your cords, strengthen your stakes. In other words, it's time for expansion for you shall expand. Tell somebody in your neighborhood, you shall expand. Okay, you shall expand to the right and to the left. Is there anybody ready for some level of expansion as we move into 2024? Okay, that's about, I would give that a C. That was maybe 70%. It might even be a D plus. But I need the people who are ready for radical expansion. Come on. 
doors, businesses, opportunities, properties, relationships. Give God a praise now for radical expansion. Come on, I declare over our church radical expansion in 2024. But here's the key. Sometimes you expand and it's drama city. Sometimes you're expanding and it's just like you're fighting, you're about to go under. But here's my declaration. In this next season, you're not just going to expand, you're gonna expand with shalom. Apostle Rayleigh. I don't want expansion I got to worry about. I don't want expansion that keeps me awake at night. I don't want expansion in my own strength, but I want Shaddai to reach down in my world and expand me. I dare somebody right now, if you're ready for radical, supernatural expansion, open up your mouth, claim it for your ministry, claim it for your life. I don't believe the blessing and favor of God is gonna add drama. Come on, somebody. It's gonna rob you of your inner peace. So you ready? Raise up your hands. Say, this is my season. Holler it out, say, this is my season of stress-free expansion because I am full up to the brim with the peace of God. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Good things are coming my way. Hallelujah. Great doors are opening. Great opportunities are opening. And I go through them not stressed out. I go through them not wondering, can I do it? Because I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I'm anchored in the Word. So, so we don't allow people To steal our shalom, we don't allow circumstances to steal our shalom. We walk out the process in the name of Jesus. And we even put the timing in the hands of the Lord. Let me hear from you if you're ready to let God control the timing. Mm -hmm. And that leads us perfectly into the fourth letter. And it is the letter Mem. Now, Hebrew scholars tell us that Mem can be written two different ways. There's a closed Mem and then there's an open Mem. The closed Mem can represent a body of water. And that body of water it's closed. An open mem can represent a body of water, but there's an outlet. It's flowing water. It's moving water. I declare things are going to flow. Okay. Resources are flowing. Direction is flowing. 
Come on now. Direction is flowing. But watch this. What scholars tell us this most looks like is a wound. This is the closed wound. This is the open wound. This is the womb where the child is developed. But this is when the womb opens, y'all. Can you see it? And the thing is birthed. Now, I was at Palm Coast this morning. It seemed like everybody's pregnant out there. I mean, for real. I, I told them, I said, I don't know what's in the water here, but when Pastor Dawn comes, she's drinking Gatorade. Can I get a witness? I'm too old for that. But you may be in a season where you feel like I'm not seeing what I want to see and my womb is closed. I'm not birthing what I want to birth. And I'm worried about it. But what you got to understand is God won't let you birth a thing until it is developed. Y'all. Because he knows if you birth it too soon, it will not survive. So some of you guys have been trying to birth things that are not ready to be birthed. So what you have to claim is that in the season of waiting, you realize that something is happening because God is at work and God will give you peace during that season. And you don't have peace based on what's going on on the outside because you haven't birthed it yet. But any woman that's ever been pregnant will tell you there comes a moment where even when I don't see it, I feel it. Even when I ain't even birthed it yet, I feel it on the inside. And there are some of you that don't understand that you are actually pregnant with a new season and they look at you and say, yeah, I don't see anything. You say, I don't see it either, but I'm not going to doing this based on what I see on the outside. I'm doing it based on what I feel on the inside. So I dare somebody to praise God, not based on what you see, but based on what you feel. Come on, I declare that God is giving you peace during the process of development. God will provide his shalom during seasons of preparation and development. And when it's time, tell your neighbor, when it's time, you will birth every promise in your life. Can I get in faith right now? Come on, who's receiving this word? Come on, can I get in faith? Bring, bring it back up. Bring it back up. Bring those two letters back up. Some of you have been in this season right here. You've been in this preparation season, and some of us it takes longer than others. But you've been in this preparation season. But I declare in faith that God is about to open your womb, the womb of your destiny, your spiritual womb, and you're going to manifest the promises of God. If you're ready, I hear the Holy Spirit. I'm just going to say it by faith. 
The Lord said, get ready. You're stepping into an open womb season. If you're ready for that and you're going to walk in peace until it comes, one, two, three, give God a mighty praise right now. Can I go a little bit deeper? Can I? I'm going to get whether you say yes or not. But it's nice to hear you shout yes. Watch this. Study your Bible. When God created the earth, it took him six days to create the, the earth. And then on the Sabbath day, he rested. I'll pick that up in a minute. But he created everything in the earth. And when he finished for the day or finished what he was creating, he would say, it's good. Or he would say, it's very good. And if you really study it, what he's saying there, precious, is it's good for today. There's more to come. Y'all, I haven't finished the thing yet, but it's good for today. I know there's more coming, but this is good for today. Listen, if we want to walk in the shalom of God, we must learn to praise God for the good in every day, even when we know everything in our life is not complete. So what I need you to do right now is stop walking in doubt over what God has not done and start giving God praise for the good things that he's already done. Come on. If you believe that your whole life is already a testimony of the goodness of God, even though you know there's more to come, praise him right now for every good thing. Something begins to happen when you learn to praise God for the good of right now. Y'all heard me teach this in the past. Some of y'all say, well, I'm going to praise God when he does this, and I'm going to praise God when he does that, and I'm going to praise God when he does this. And the Lord said, you haven't even praised me for what I've already done. Sometimes you got to praise God for what you got on the way to what you want. So before I go a little deeper, I dare somebody to stop and praise the Lord for every good thing that he's already done. This is good for today. Come on. He picked me up and turned me around. It's not perfect, it's not finished, but it's good. Oh my God, it's good. When I look back at how good God has been to me, I got to praise him. I know there's more to come, but this is good. God's been good. Right? Some people don't understand your praise. 
because they don't know how good God's been to you. And this kind of praise does two things. Number one, it tells you that God is good. So I'll praise you because I know you're good because I'm sitting in your goodness. But it also testifies the God who did this will also do that. Watch this. So, the powerful thing about the Lord is that for six days, he would say, it's good. It's very good. And then the next day, he'd start again. He'd say, it's good for today. There's more to come. And then he finishes up on the sixth day. And on the seventh day, he started chilling. <laughs> the Bible said that on the seventh day, he rested. Now, watch this. God didn't rest because he was tired. How is El Shaddai going to get tired? He didn't rest because he was tired. Help me, Holy Spirit. He rested because he was done. Can I help somebody in the room? Sometimes the key to shalom is knowing when to be done. That there are some people that you can't fix no matter how hard you try. There are some situations that you can't remedy it, you can't heal it, you can't take care of it, and you can't change it. And, and though you say, I'm not done with you as a person, I'm still going to pray for you and still believe for you, I'm done with the drama that you are producing in my life. And there is a blessed peace that comes when you say, I'm just done. I'm not mad. I'm not upset. I'm not holding a grudge. I'm just done. I'm not allowing all of your drama to invade my life anymore. I'm walking in blessed peace. I'm just done. I dare some people who are ready to get done with some drama that's been produced around you. Open up your mouth and give God praise. Because there are people who are on assignment in your life and they cannot steal your, your, your salvation. They cannot steal your baptism or the Holy Ghost. But what their assignment is is to steal your peace. And that's when you have to look at them and say, I love you, I'm praying for you, but I remove all power that you have in my life. I am done. You won't rob me of peace one more day. Somebody give God praise if you're tracking with me. Stop worrying. Stop stressing. Look at me, precious. Sometimes you have to reclaim your peace and tell yourself, I'm simply done. Now, let's circle back and pick up the shin. Bring up a picture of that shin. Okay, this is what the shin looks like. I want you to imagine it without the top pieces and imagine it in its ancient way of riding, just the three sticks. Now watch this. 
The Bible says, the Bible says in Ecclesiastes 3.11, he has made everything beautiful in its time. He has also set eternity in the human heart. Remember the shin. The shin is the abbreviation for the name God. Remember, he wrote his name in Jerusalem. Jerusalem is built on those three valleys. And the Bible says he has made everything beautiful in its time. Just one side note. Tell somebody in your neighborhood, just give it time. Yeah. If you don't learn to give it time, you won't have peace. If you don't learn to trust the timing of the Lord with your life, I am a living witness. You say, Apostle, it's, it's a money issue. Apostle, it's a relationship issue. Apostle, it's an opportunity issue. Very often it's not money, relationship, or opportunity. Very often it's a time issue. Give it time. He makes everything beautiful in his time. Watch this. He has also set eternity in the human heart. I heard one Bible teacher say he has written eternity in the human heart. Remember, remember the shin. Remember what it looks like. Bring up the picture of the human heart. Do you see the yellow? In the human heart... There is a perfect shin. See along the bottom? It's like I signed my name. I wrote the shin in every heart. I put my name. Let me tell you something, baby. If that doesn't testify to you that you are fearfully and wonderfully made, it's like the Lord said, I created you and I put my name in your heart. I put my name in your heart so that every devil would know that's my child. So that every demon would know that's my child. I wrote your name, my name, in your heart. The Bible said he has put eternity in your heart. Every unwanted child has eternity in their heart. Everybody we minister to in the prisons has Shaddai in their heart. Everybody in our school, everybody that comes to our outreach, everybody we help with the Daytona Dream Center, every one of our young people, every one of those babies in the nursery, they have eternity in their heart. And it tells me this, eternity is a long time, it's forever. And there's none of you in this room that are temporal. All of you are eternal. And you will spend your forever somewhere because eternity is written in your heart. It's also a sign that you belong to the Lord. So I dare you right now, if you're glad that he put his name in your heart, just stop right there and give him praise. So you can have peace when you know 
that his name is written in your heart. That means everywhere I go, it doesn't matter what's happening on the outside. Peace is an inside job. It doesn't matter what it looks like. I don't watch the news and let it rob me of my peace because peace is an inside job. I've got Shaddai. The shin is in my heart. If you can ever get a hold of the fact, I feel the anointing. I feel this prayer and worship rising up inside of me. If you can ever get a hold of the fact that he put his name in your heart, eternities in your heart, you won't be so quick to let outside situations rob you when you understand that peace is an inside job. The Bible said when they announced the Lord Jesus, peace on earth, goodwill toward men. The word on there could be just as easily translated in, peace in the earth. You know what you're made of? Earth. You know what we're made of? Clay. You know what the Bible said? We have this treasure in earthen vessels. Christ in you, the hope of glory. So my joy is not predicated on whether or not you like me. My joy is not predicated on whether or not you think I'm qualified. My peace is not predicated on your exception or rejection. Heck, I'm a hush But this peace that I have, this peace that's inside of me, I close with this. When I was growing up, one of my favorite shows that I love to watch. And I watched it in reruns. Was Star Trek. All y'all ain't 12. I watched the original Captain Kirk. And 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 Dr. McCoy. And and with the Sulu. And Scotty, but I'll tell you the one I really liked was Mr. Spock. And what did he say? Live long and prosper. And I was reading something, and I found out that Leonard Nimoy was actually a Jew. His mom and dad migrated from the Ukraine. And he said when he would go to synagogue, at the end of the service, that the rabbi would stretch his hand out. And he would make the sign of the shin. Y'all thought Spock thought of that. 
God was being glorified on Star Trek to explore strange new worlds. God said, I created all the worlds. Come on. He said, when I got that job, I became Mr. Spock. He said, I incorporated that into live long and prosper. He said, what the priest would, or the rabbi would do at the end of every service, he would stretch out his hand and make the sign of the shin, Shaddai, and he would read number six, the Lord bless you and keep you, Shaddai. The Lord make his face, y'all, to shine upon you and give you peace. So I want to do something real radical. I've been the leader of this ministry for a long time, 26 years. I love you so much. I was so blessed to be in early service in Palm Coast and then this service here. We got services going on all over Florida and in our other campuses around the nation. But I feel like I'm called to pour into your life. And today, in this last 90 seconds, two minutes, I don't want to speak about God. I want to speak for Him. I want to stand up and I want to declare number six over you. And I want to do it with the shim. You say, oh, apostle, that don't mean nothing. Well, it maybe doesn't mean anything to you, but it means a whole lot to me. Because that right there says Shaddai. So I want you to stand up right now. And I want you to raise up your hands if you've been needing peace. Huh. If you need to expand, but you need to do it with peace. If you need a new season, but you got to have it in peace. If you need peace on your job, this, this represents Shaddai. Here's what I declare. Hold your hands up, precious. Maybe you've never been in a church where they raise their hands, but these are hands of surrender, hands that exalt the Lord. Here's what I say to you in the name of Shaddai. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace so they shall put my name on the children of Israel and I will bless them. If you receive the peace of the Lord, just hold up your hands and begin to thank the Lord right now. Come on, John. Hallelujah for peace. The Lord said there's a river of peace coming in this room right now. The Lord said there's a river of peace Peace to expand, peace to contend, peace to wait, peace to serve, 
peace to fight, even peace to be finished. God is releasing peace. I'm going to ask you, don't rush out right now. If you'll give me about two more minutes, a lot of people will find peace like they've never had. Somebody raise up your hands now. Come on, John. The Lord bless and keep you. Make his face shine upon Be gracious to The Lord turn his face toward you.
Lord Almighty thank you right now. Somebody give the Lord Almighty thank you right now. Somebody give the Lord Almighty thank you right now. Almighty thank you right now. So this week I declare that you're not looking for outside things to give you inside peace. Because what is in me is greater than anything that's outside of me. I want you to begin, and I know I've gone long today, but tell your neighbor you needed it. Just, just tell your neighbor. See, I can look at you and tell you needed it. I want you to see your own heart. And this week when the enemy tries to steal you of your peace, remind yourself, he wrote his name in my heart. Eternity's in my heart. And I'm not going to let a temporary situation rob me of the eternity that's written in my heart. I'm not going to let temporary drama, temporary attitudes rob me. Now, I want the prayer team to come up real quick. I want the whole prayer team to come up. And what I'm going to ask for you to do, if you are trusting God and you need peace, you need healing, or you need salvation, as John just worships the Lord, I'm going to send you forth. But there may be some of you that need prayer. These guys right here. This is, this is a prayer team that actually prays, and they're here to pray with you. So we'll extend worship for a moment, for a little while, and allow that to happen. If you're my special guest, I'm going to go in the back. I'd love to hug your neck, get to know you, especially if this is your first time. It means the whole wide world to me. Come here, Pastor Josh. I want everybody to reach over and touch his shoulder. Now, if you need peace or you need prayer, or you need healing, or you need breakthrough, you walk right up here after Pastor Josh dismisses, and we'll let this service, we'll worship as long as you need ministry. I love you so much. Let me remind you, peace is an inside job. Hope I see you tonight. I love you. As the apostle said, as the apostle said, I don't know if I'm on it. Let me have the microphone. Thank you, Lord. As Apostle said tonight, 6 p.m. right here in this building for our Christmas production, if I were you, knowing what you know about the peace of God, I'd bring everybody I could who needs the same kind of peace you've experienced today. I say this because I don't always get a chance to be in the same room with them preaching wise, but that might be one of the greatest messages on the peace of God I have ever heard Come on, in the season and the stage of our world and life, can we just take a second and honor our apostle for that word that he brought today? I don't always get a chance to do it, but I honor you, sir, for that. First time guests, you can join us up there. Just go ahead and put your hand on your neighbor's shoulder. Let me bless you and that these altars are open for ministry, salvation, whatever you need. Come receive. Father, I pray now you go with us and your peace does too. We exit this building different than when we came in. We are not the same 
and you have made a difference. Father, I pray now, Lord, let us walk in this peace. Father, Lord, as we go eat, Lord, let the people around us, as we go to our homes, let our family around us, encounter something new and fresh that's upon us. And Father, open the door for us to proclaim your peace to the world around us. Father, go with your people, protect us, bring us back safe. In Jesus' mighty name. Somebody say amen. God bless you. Are you glad you came to church today? Once again, we're going to worship. And if you need prayer, whatever you need, our prayer team is here. God bless you. We'll see you tonight, Pastor John. Thanks for watching the message. I'm sure this spoke to you. Here's what I want you to do. Why don't you subscribe to this YouTube channel? That way, every time there's a new message, you'll get to hear it. Also, many of you have watched this. Some of you watch on a regular basis. Why not take time? And so, you can give at calvaryfl.com. You can give on your phones, and you can be a part of helping us take this message around the world, the message of hope, the message of Jesus Christ. Can't wait to see you back here real soon.